Welcome to Shooks and GIF Season 5, Episode 14, Wardrobe and GIF. In this episode, I talk to Katie Wardrobe from Midnight Music and the Music Tech Teacher Podcast. We talk all things music, all things audio, all things sound. If you're not a music teacher, not to worry. Stay tuned. Lots of phenomenally fun stuff ahead. Let's give it a go. Welcome to Shooks and GIF, the podcast where we share ed tech treasures we love. Each week, we'll share a tool, podcast, tip, or trick with you, our listeners. We are your hosts, Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. Hey, Katie. Hi, Jen. What's a kangaroo's favorite music genre? What is a kangaroo's favorite music genre? Hip hop. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't do a, a joke, a dad joke at the beginning of this episode without going something Australian. And then I found something Australian and music world sliding. <laughs> it, it, it's amazing. So uh, I haven't even heard that one. Yeah. The, oh, that's even for sure. I'm like, she probably heard this a hundred times. Listeners, thank you for joining us. Uh, I am Jen Giffen, the host of Shooks and Gift, the podcast, and I am joined by co-host Katie Wardrobe today. And if you don't know Katie and you do music in any capacity, I am about to make your life for a few reasons. First of all, I'll tell you a little bit about her. Katie is a music technology trainer, consultant, blogger, podcaster. She has a great podcast, music tech teacher podcast, all about music education. It's fabulous. Um, and she's passionate about helping music teachers through her business, Midnight Music, which I'm going to invite her to tell us about in a minute. She runs hands-on workshops. She presents regularly at conferences. We were just actually talking about how she's a connoisseur of San Antonio, despite the fact that she lives in Australia. Um, I will apologize ahead of time if I start afflicting an accent. I'm terrible at that. When I start speaking to someone with an accent, I feel like I need to also do that. So I'll apologize in advance, but I'm very excited to have her here. She was, we actually sort of met virtually uh, when she was a member of the third cohort of my Learn to Sketch Note course, which was awesome. And then uh, she wrote this really lovely blog a few weeks ago now, probably Katie, right? And yeah. uh, she mentioned Shooks and GIF as one of the podcasts that she listened to. And I thought, oh, that's so lovely. And I was like, do you ever want to come on? Just let me know. And she's like, yes, let's do it. So here we are. I'm very excited. Katie, thank you for joining us. What did I miss? What more do people need to know about this like prolific career of, of supporting music educators that you've carved out for yourself? Oh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, it, it's been for quite some time now. And I feel like, I don't know why, I feel like I meant, might have mentioned this in another podcast interview, but uh, it feels like like Twitter life started in around 2008 or 2009. And that's when my business really was what I'm doing right now is, you know, sort of started at that time. And it's just been going on since then. And so in my head, it's always 10 years, but actually it's like 12 or 13 years now. <laughs> it's gone forever. But I was... I was really, I ended up working for a music software company and part of my job there was to help music teachers. And this was all about um, notation software. So it's basically desktop publishing for music. And my favorite part of that job was really helping teachers. And the part of the job that I didn't love so much, which was the bulk of the job was actually tech support for the software. And you don't get fun questions when you're doing tech support, you get things like my sound isn't working, or I can't register the program. <laughs> so a lot of it was that but you know, that job ended and I really wanted to continue working with teachers and education. I'm a qualified teacher, but I've never ended up in a school. I decided I wanted to try other things, see what mm -hmm. else was out there. But I really do 
love teaching teachers. So all of the teaching I've done, not all, okay, about 80% of the teaching I've done has been with adults and, and teaching in, in schools. So I just uh, I started to get in the technology thing and I wasn't into technology at all. I am I was not tech savvy growing up. I am from, I'll give away my age now. I'm just turned 50 this year. And I, yeah, and I, I did not grow up with technology at all. We had a, a Commodore 64, I think, at home for a while with games. Yeah, my dad bought that <laughs> and nothing else really. And like, I, I didn't use Microsoft Word for the first time until I worked in the mid to late 90s and thought, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm panic stricken, do not know what to do what button to press anything so I really remember that feeling and hated not knowing how to do things and anyway it just uh one thing leads to another as you know and uh, after my Sibelius job ended that that notation software I thought well I'll just see if I can do make up for the work that I, I'm not doing now with the company do some workshops for teachers expand my repertoire into other tools and um, the reason I mentioned Twitter is because I started to get onto Twitter and I really connected with a lot of ed tech people, not music, but ed tech. And then I realized all of the tools that every teacher needs to use technology-wise are the same for music teachers. They need to also know how to use all the same things, but they need that music lens. And that that part was really difficult to find. So I just started doing things like writing blog posts or running workshops about general ed tech stuff, things like digital portfolios or when Flipgrid came out, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing for music teachers. So Flipgrid and, and everything else in between and it, it just really went from there. But Twitter's been fantastic for connecting with other ed tech people because it's such a niche, you know, it's such a small, tiny area. So to find people who actually know what they're talking about and get tips from them. And I learn a lot of stuff. So that blog post that I, I had the mentioned Sheiks and GIF was uh, actually a podcast episode, which talked about a few of the, the podcasts I listen to all the time. And, you know, they're all the ones that I'm sure listeners here will know too. And great, play, great way to learn stuff. Great way to learn. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And that's why when Kim and I started this, that's what we did. We like talking about it. We like learning about it and thought, well, let's start our own podcast. This would be great. And I actually have a similar origin story with tech. I remember being in the 10th grade and my parents saying, you have to take a computers course. And I was like, but I don't want to take a computers course. And they're like, no, you have to. Computer, like computers are going to be a big thing. They're gonna be, I'm like, when am I ever going to use computers? It's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but a big fight. There was different levels of courses you could take. So advanced were generally people that were going into like university and then you could have, or you take general, which were going straight to the workplace or to college. And I said, fine, I'll do it on one condition. I'm going to take a general level course. I don't want to, like, I don't want it to stress me out. I don't want it to interfere with the other subjects that are actually going to be important to me. And so that's what I'm doing. And to this day, my parents are like, tell us again how, how computers <laughs> general. You shut up. <laughs> so, I feel like in um, the music, in, like music education, it's it's born out of necessity. Like you need to learn how to use a notation software program. You just at some point you're going to need to create a score and print it out so that the kids have music to play, or you need to arrange something for the choir you're conducting, or you you just kind of need to. It's the same as needing to learn how to use PowerPoint. Like that's just a music teacher thing. And then the other side, the recording kind of like soundtrack garage band side of things as well. You just kind of need to know how to do those things. And it's all necessity. So I learned on, on the job, literally. And there were times where I was running workshops and someone at the school would ring up and they'd be like, can you run a workshop for this program? And I'm like, 
Uh, when did you want that done? Uh, three weeks time. Sure. Yep, yeah, that's no yeah. problem. <laughs> I feel like problem. crash course. And, and then that night, yeah, that night yeah. you're going home like I need to learn panicking. This yeah. <laughs> but the lucky, the good thing is, a lot of them work in the same way. So once you know one, you can kind of adapt and, yeah. and just do the same stuff. But yeah, total crash course. That. I love that you said that too. Right? Is that? It's for you, it was like, yeah, here are these great tools, but what's the pedagogy that goes behind them? And I, I find sometimes with shoots and gift, I'm like just throwing out these ideas of just tools and like, oh, I'm I'm giving little ideas. And when I have guests, certainly we give ideas. And Kim and I used to try to, but sometimes I'm like, oh gosh, are they understanding that it's not just this fun new tool? And I think often we don't have time to find the tools. So yeah. when you hear about it, then you can put on your teacher pedagogy hat and say, okay, this is how I'm going to use it. And, and we try to give, like I said, try to give little ideas about what we can what we can do with it but there's always so many ways and depending on the lens like yeah. Flipgrid for example is one that I share all the time everyone knows I, I love Flipgrid I have Flipgrid fever and um but I don't necessarily I don't know if I've ever thought of it exclusively from a music lens so I, I love that about tools and how we so, can. yeah totally and I think um that's that's I mean the reason I have a business and you know nowadays I'm mostly doing online workshops and courses and things not in person of course also for the last 50 years there's been nothing in person but uh yeah a lot of online stuff but the the reason that uh I think it it is an like a useful thing for the music teachers is that you need to translate it to the music situation and um, you know, the, the teachers are, music teachers are busy, like every teacher, they're all really busy. So when someone says, hey, there's this great thing called Flipgrid, they're kind of like, eh, I don't need verbal responses from my kids in the class. But when I say to them, but hey, this is a fantastic way to capture their playing and you need to hear individually 50 students in the next hour, look, get them all to do Flipgrid video of themselves performing a body percussion rhythm or playing their trumpet tuba trombone whatever it is and you know that takes the pressure off so it's that reimagining for music and I'm sure it, for other subjects too same thing that's yeah. all that's awesome yeah, all right it's good let's uh let's get into some shares although before I do I, I want to go back to last episode uh episode 13 I shared something that I like, blew my mind I had so many people on Twitter respond to it about charge over the air blew my mind too right and then thank you to Ashley Guerrero she listener thank you Ashley who was at a volleyball tournament and had forgotten her charger and was going around to all the little vendors and no one had one like in like like a pocket charger which I get first of all she was like people need to sell these and it's like I know and she DM'd me on Twitter and she said Jen I tried it and she sent me a screenshot and guess what it was an April Fool's Day joke it was not real <laughs> So I found it quite ironic that the girl who starts every episode of her podcast with a joke got cranked. Um, sorry to everyone that I got really excited. I was so excited. I should have tried it. I said, I should call my husband and make him try because he was in New York at the time. And yeah, I would have found new. But I kind of I kind of like that we all got excited. But yeah, it was a joke. So charge over here was the thing. But if you are teaching anything to your students about reliability and fake news or you know what can be put on the internet you can believe because it, it looked legit check out charge of the air it's still legit. there it could be one of those things like the tree octopus or whatever it is you know i was just gonna say what was that guy that did the tree octopus thing because yeah. i love that concept I, i've been wanting to kind of use that in a keynote speech or something yeah <laughs> because i'm sure the music teachers won't all know about it <laughs> Let's keep and so well now you can add charge over the air to that because <laughs> there's another one uh, you're welcome, everyone. So this I, is now I a lesson from it. just like cool tool to 
um, digital citizenship. <laughs> now we can use it. I'm going to spin it that way. <laughs> but I did have a good laugh at myself and I'm usually pretty good oh, at that. Okay. So we each have free shares. If we get to them, great. If we don't, like we go off on tangents, that's fine too. I always let the guests go first. So Katie, we're, we're focused on music folks, this, this yeah. podcast, but remember, like Katie said, you might hear something and be like, oh, that's really cool. But think I don't teach music, but this would work really well in another course. So we're going to focus on music, but think about it more broadly as you're listening and walking and driving or doing however you're listening to the podcast. Katie, go ahead. And I actually deliberately chose three things that can, I think, fit with a broad range of subject areas. So it doesn't have to just be for the music teachers. Um, the first one is Sodaphonic. And this is a web-based Audacity alternative. So it's like, uh, you know, it's just for recording and editing audio and it's a cloud-based thing. Now, one of the really great things about it is it's super simple. Like it's, it doesn't have a whole stack of menus and lots of options, which I really love because I think people get bogged down in that too often. And uh, the other bonus is that you don't actually have to sign up to use the tool. You can just go there use it and it works on all devices. I've checked it on my iPad, my laptops, my boys' laptops, they have PCs, uh, different, I think I've even checked it on my phone. It worked well on all different platforms and you don't have to sign up to use it. So if you're working with younger students and you've got that like email thing where it's a bit hard, uh, this could be a good option for you. So Chromebooks out there, definitely give this one a go. You can sign up for an account, which is again, free. Um, and the benefit of doing that is that you can save your recording project and come back to it another time. So you can log in and, and get back to your thing, but you don't have to. So basically when you open it up, it asks you straight away, do you want to record something or upload something? So you can upload an existing audio file or just hit record and record something fresh. And as soon as it's recorded, it's the waveform on the screen and you can select part and delete it because it's a mistake. You can add a fade in, a fade out. You can, um, I, I actually test, I like to test these tools by recording myself counting to 10 and I count slowly, one, two, three, four. And then I take each number that I've recorded and apply a different effect to it just to see how the effects work. So you can select your audio, which is you your, yourself saying the number three, for instance, and then go to the, effect, is it effects menu? I think it's the effects menu. And then choose one of the options in there, like reverse or uh, there's like an option to change yeah, the picture. Louder, numbers. quieter, silent. Thank you. You're looking at it. Keep it, <laughs> it. I'm, I'm yeah. playing in it. This is this is awesome. awesome. The beep one's hilarious. So then you play it. So let's say you apply beep to the number three that you said, and then it, then you'll play back your thing, and it will go one, two, beep, four, five, six, and then you can apply the reverse effect to number seven, say, and then it will sound like you're saying number seven backwards which always sounds German and alien for some reason. I'm not sure why. Uh, then there's a few other options. But musically, if you had a music audio file that you upload, let's say you want to create some music for a podcast episode, uh, you could just upload something, chop the end off because it's too long, and then apply a fade out at the end. So you select some audio, effects menu, fade out, done. That's it. And then you can export your, your resulting project as I'm, MP3 wave. can't remember MP3. I'm so excited about this. So it's I really use, good. I love it. Yeah, I use something called online voice recorder. I do a session yeah. at conferences. That's how to podcast with Chrome. So it's, it's meant for middle schoolers who you don't really want to put them on anchor or something like that, or get yeah. a list they don't want to count. It's like, let's create it very walled garden. You don't necessarily want to pay for something like Soundtrap. 
Um, yeah. But you can, and I, I say the only thing you really can't do inside um, inside slides, because I have them created with slides. It's, it's a whole thing. Anyway, it doesn't matter how I do it. Um, <laughs> but we use online voice recorder. And the one downfall of it is you can't trim. So if you're talking and then you screw up, you can't do that. I'm totally changing to Sodaphonic. Sodaphonic it rocks. It rocks. Totally rocks. Yeah. And, and I, I used to use. Have to sign in. They don't have I to know. sign in. Privacy I couldn't is- believe it. It's so it's such a big bonus. Um, and the what was I going to say? The other thing is that um, no, I can't remember. It's gone. <laughs> Something happened in the background that distracted me. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's just a great free tool. And I I stumbled across it accidentally. I, I was using Twisted Wave, which is still also a good tool. But um, but this one, you know, I like this one better. <laughs> I love this one. I'm I'm totally I am I'm totally using it. I'm going to give you credit. I'm like my friend Katie told me about. It. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, definitely check it out. Really simple. Re- really like Audacity, but I've never liked Audacity if you've ever used it. I find it, it it's too busy. I don't really know where to start. It almost yep. like it's too much, especially if you're doing this with um, elementary school aged kids. So you're like yep. talking those sort of fourth graders to like eighth graders. So like, what's that like 10, maybe eight to 12 year olds. It's I found it overwhelming. Now they're fine and they push all the buttons, but Oh, I love this. I love that yeah. so much. Yeah. So everyone, it's called Soda Phonic and it's at sodaphonic.com. Soda, like what you drink, or unless you're Canadian, we call it a pop. Don't call it's not pop phonic. We don't say soda here either. And we don't say pop either. What do you <laughs> say? What do you call a carbonated soft, drink? Soft drink. Oh, soft drinks. Yes, or fizzy. Fizzy. Oh, I like fizzy. I'm going to call it a fizzy from now on. My kids would like that. All right. Love it. So I found this one, I don't even know how I came across it, but I was just, you know, surfing the internet as you do. And I came across, it was actually a contest. And the contest is called the Your Voice is Power. And it's yourvoiceispower.ca. I don't know if it's open and outside Canada. I think there is, it looked like last year there was another one, but this is the the link that I have is the Canadian one because I'm Canadian. And it allows you to remix beats to learn code. So after- I loved this. This there was two things that you shared which were new to me, so I was excited, and I looked extensively at your sketch after you put it in yeah. the links. And, and they use yeah. they use a program called Ear Sketch. So the competition itself allows you to take um, licensed music, which they've given they've been given permission to use, to create a new beat, and you take the words from the song um, to create a. Music around social justice is the idea. Okay, so we're going to create this whole um, the sound around social justice to raise awareness. But in doing so, you're not just it's not like Soundtrap where you find the beats and you put them in. What you actually have to do is you use this program called EarSketch, which teaches students Python and JavaScript. So we're talking older older students at this point. I'm thinking like 12 years and up. Yeah. Um, it teaches them how to use Python and JavaScript to code what the music looks like. The best way, and I tried to do this now, I didn't dive into it a whole lot, um, but the best way I could describe it was imagine instead of if you've ever used something like Soundtrap, that's what I go to because that's the one we use in district. And instead of just doing the like blocks and putting them in like you would in something like block coding like Scratch, let's say, it takes them from Scratch is to writing in any kind of like JavaScript, like, Ear like um, soundtrack is to this ear sketch. Does that, yeah, does that make yep. sense? I agree. Yeah, I so agree. instead of just like putting block coding in, you actually 
learn the code of this music and you write the code to produce music. Yeah, so you have to write the lines. Music. Yeah. I watched it's, a video to just to, to just see how they were making it work. Yeah, it's really cool. And to me it's again, it is like Soundtrap. It looks a bit like Soundtrap. The end result of that, the window where the the end result of your your work is, you know, showing up. And so you can see a track there with the the waveform and you can see like a mute and solo button on the end of the track like in Soundtrap. Um but instead of you dragging the loop into that project area, you've literally got to write a line of code which says, I want this sound, which is a drum beat or whatever it is, to be added from measure two to measure eight. And you actually put that all in the line of code and then you press enter and it pops up there. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's so like the next cool. level. It's next level soundtrack. Yeah, it really is. And if you're yeah. looking at students, like we have a huge CS program at my school, like it's, it's really big. And a lot of those students also tend to be our music students. Like there's that overlap. So I'm thinking Massive. Yeah. if the music students, right, there's just, a, it's, it's like the math and the music. They, they're so intertwined, even though they seem like they're very different. Um, I think this has a lot of opportunity for senior students looking to do a little bit of both. Yeah, um, I do too. And I, th I think um, the, the music students that have used Soundtrap or GarageBand or BandLab, they all work the same kind of way. Mm -hmm. This is a fantastic next level thing. Like, okay, they've done that version. That's the easy way. Now here's where you get more control and you have to work the back. You're working the back end really of yeah. That's exactly what it is. No, I, I loved it. And my maybe my favorite thing about it, it's free, totally free. <laughs> you do have to sign up, but it's cloud-based, no software to install, and it's free and on like it's free and online. Like you, you can't beat that. And extensive so, teacher resources. There's a lot of tutorials and lesson plans and so on. Yeah, all the things. Yeah, there and there's the dog. But well, we got there's warned. Hello. The pup would say hi. So hi. Hello, hello puppy. Ella. <laughs> so yeah check that out if you are Canadian even if you're not Canadian I, I think there's some value in having students do the contest there. there's all these modules that walk through it's like yeah. it's laid out for you you could if you have students who are into coding and you're not there don't feel like there's a lot of prep you could it's ready to go powerpoints that you can just put up and, and walk through with students um you know like Katie said there's extensive teacher resources but I think the kids could really get into it and figure it out on yeah and one um, thing I'll just add for the, particularly for the music teachers, you're often looking as a music teacher for legal, you're legally able to use stuff, <laughs> you know, like stems. So musical stems are like the separate tracks from a song. So, you know, take a Pharrell Williams song and it's, you know, you want the vocal line separate from the bass line, separate from the drum track, separate from the guitars and all that, um, because then students can truly remix properly. And it's amazing. It's such a great resource. This has a set of Pharrell Williams stems for you to use. So when you're adding those loops into your, your thing, it is Pharrell Williams vocals or bass line or drum part and so on. I can't remember the song that they've got, but it's one of the later songs of his. It's great. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't know. I think it's, for me, when I went in, it was like, oh, this is a little bit of my head, but I know some kids who would love this. Yeah, or totally if it's not like wanting to do coding in the traditional sense of coding, but loves music to get that hook too, I think is really great. So yeah, it's, it's called Your Sketch and Your Voice's Power is the name of the contest. Like I said, it's in Canada. I, I imagine they'll have them in other countries as well. I might just be constantly redirected to the .ca site. Um, but it's, it looks like a lot of fun, a lot yeah. of fun. Great find. Great find. Okay. 
Would you, I know this one. I love this one. Yeah, I know. And really probably everyone knows. Well, I don't know everyone. I do show show it and people go, oh my gosh, what is this amazing thing? (laughs) How have you not seen this yet? Um, So Chrome Music Lab is my next one. And really, this is a music teacher favorite. So most music teachers do know this already. But um, I do find though, Chrome Music Lab is a collection of like 14 different experiments, which are due actually to, to do with sound or music, science of sound or music. So it's not just purely music. And uh, I do find that music teachers really go to the same one or two of those 14 experiments. And you know, when you say, have you looked at any of the others? <laughs> They're like, oh, no, actually, I have not. They are all amazing and fantastic and to varying levels of usefulness. So um, there's a number of experiments in there to do with the science of sound. So if you're doing a unit on the science of sound, this is a great place to find an interactive tool where you can explain a concept to students or show them a YouTube video and then get them to have a play with you know, the vibrations, the sound waves, and there's a little tool for that. I can't remember what that one's called, but um, one of my favourites is called oscillators. And if you go there, there are these little characters that make a sound when you click on them. And if you drag your mouse up the screen, the frequency will go higher. And if you drag down, it will go lower. And there are four different of these little creatures characters they look like mr men book characters i think yeah they they, they, yeah they totally do that's what i think of (laughs) it's like one's just round with legs and the other ones because they match the the name of the the waves that you're creating the sound waves that you're creating so sine wave square wave sawtooth um when you click on the sawtooth wave guy to make the sound in his mouth is the picture of like a sawtooth shape or the square wave guy has a little square shape in his mouth. Anyway, very cool. Um, as And as a music teacher, you can talk about the relationship between fe- frequency and pitch then. So you can say, hey, when he's, when he's singing at this frequency, what is the pitch name equivalent? So, okay, this is a G or this is an F and get them to do some experimentation with that. But there's just some great experiments in there. Music teacher favourites in that are the the Kandinsky one, and this is a fantastic art and music crossover option. Um, In Google, this separate link, in Google Arts and Culture, there's a, a whole thing about Kandinsky. So you can take that resource work through all of that, then go to the Chrome Music Lab and do this, this thing with the Kandinsky experiment in the Chrome Music Lab. And this one is a blank screen where you draw shapes and then you can play back your picture that you've drawn on the screen. And that that's just really cool. I, I love that one. So, so very when cool. we first went online in 2020, my oldest son, my eldest son was in fourth grade and he got this music assignment where his teacher was talking about Kandinsky and you want it this is and it was art class or no sir it wasn't art I was like oh it must be art class but it was dance class and he had taken and he was he's a music teacher by trade uh, like he's he's an accomplished violinist and he but he was he was sort of forced not forced in he was timetabled in to teach (laughs) dance and he thought okay and he brought these together and I was like is this guy did he drop acid? What is going on? Like I couldn't understand. And the Kandinsky's an artist. I don't get it. And then I I came across this in the Chrome like music lab afterwards. I forget when, but shortly thereafter, and I was like, oh, I get it. He saw this, and he's trying to link them in. And I'm like, yeah. oh, all of a sudden it came full circle. But I fully thought this guy was on drugs. I was like, this guy's not on the deep end. I don't know what's happened. But when I saw it here, I was like, oh, now I get it. So good. Yeah. 
And so, there's a great tie-in with um, synesthesia, you know, the, the combination of two different sort of unrelated senses, you know, that some people have, which I actually have, did not realise until I was in my 40s that apparently I have this thing called synesthesia because <laughs> I just thought everybody had it, everyone does it, which is that when I hear like musical sounds or notes or a key, you know, musical key, I associate it with a colour, but I also do it with days of the week and numbers and it's not, un, it's not totally uncommon, but this is what Kandinsky had as well. And his was a bit different, but um, he, he related the sound and the music together. And yeah, so there's a whole lot of resources on synesthesia and colour and sound. And there's a, a storybook called The Noisy Paint Box. And I can't remember the author's name. You might know the author's name, librarian and all, but um, The Noisy Paint Box, you're, yeah, you'll Google. <laughs> uh, it, it's a great book about Kandinsky and his life and his use of, of art and the combination with music and how he saw colours and sounds and stuff together. No, I've never seen it. It's by Barb Ro Rosenstock. That's it. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Great one. Really good one. So yeah, Chrome Music Lab, that's just a couple of them that we've mentioned. Uh, the, the big favourite with the music teachers is the experiment called Song Maker. And uh, it, it's actually a really good introductory activity if you're going to eventually move on to music making in Soundtrap or Band Lab or GarageBand, because you basically click on the screen uh, to add a coloured block and when you press play, your coloured blocks will play back. And so you can add different notes and so on. And there's lots of resources. I've written a number of blog posts and done lesson plans, which are free. I'll send you some links later on. And actually, I've just realised we're coming up to May the 4th Be With You Day soon. Um, and I have a whole Star Wars related thing for the Chrome Music Lab Songmaker where the students get to recreate the Star Wars theme and I've got the levels of Padawan and Jedi Knight and whatever else. <laughs> I know it's, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Canva was a fantastic resource to put that together. Lots of great pictures and stuff. And yeah, that, that's a, a fantastic one. But, you know, if you've only looked at Songmaker, the music teachers listening, go and check out the other 13 other experiments in the Chrome Music Lab because there's just yeah, so it much there. It's so much fun too. Like my kids all use this. They they come home and they'll be like, "Can I play with this?" Like a, a teacher will bring it up either during free play or during music class or whatnot, and then they're on it for a good month. They just they're so engaged. They love the creation. It really moves yeah. them from that like, you know consumer to creator of music and understand. Yes. Well, they may not understand with with it all it, independently. They might need some handholding to really understand the theory behind what they're playing with. It allows them to at least see it. Um, and to build that understanding so that when it does come time for instruction, they have that basis for understanding that they may not otherwise, which is what I yeah. love. I think that's a great way of looking at it. And it, because there's such a low barrier to using any of the experiments in there, like you can just open and just click and see what happens. Um, that's, what that's a fantastic way just to get in there and try things out. And then the teacher will, you know, guide you along the way for the next thing. So yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Great. Chrome Music Lab is amazing. It's an experiment by Google. It's so, so fun. All right, my next one I found from good friend of the show, Brian Briggs. Um, he shared it on Check This Out, which um, I believe you mentioned in that um, yes. podcast you did as well. Yeah, Brian and Brian are good friends of mine. Um, and they, they, Brian shared this. It's called Vocal Remover, and it separates the voice from music out of a song for free through the power of AI. So I'm actually going to go into it, and I'm, I'm hoping that the recording, I'm recording in Zoom this time, folks, um, just... <laughs> 
as we are and my mic didn't work. It was like everything that could have gone wrong before this recording. I'm like, of course, we're doing something on a podcast about music. So like all the sound things and my sounds. So sorry, I sound tinny again. One day I'll fix it. So you go to this, it's vocalremover.org and you can browse your files and it's going to look for MP3 files. So I have downloaded an MP3 file here and I'm going to open it up and it will take a minute and it renders it. And through the the power of the gremlins in your computer, your AI, as I always call it, the, the gremlins, it will take apart your music tracks and your vocal tracks. So for example, I am going to start with my music way down. And then what you can actually do is, I almost felt like a DJ when I first played with yeah. it. You can, you can turn your vocals way up and then fade music in and out. So I'm gonna start with my vocals way up, and my music way down. Hopefully this picks up on the, the recording too. If not, I'll, I'll do it again, yeah. So here we go. You won't hear much at the beginning. Oh, uh, oh, oh, uh, oh, oh, and I'm gonna bet by that people know what the song is. <laughs> and you can hear the did in the background. And if you don't, I'll switch so that I'm not like infringing a whole bunch of copyrights. Now I'll just do the music first. So good Canadian boy, Justin Bieber, of course. This is Justin Bieber's baby. And I've split them. I'm just gonna play that. Although if Justin Bieber would like to sue me and he would like to come and serve me papers here at my house, I'm only about an hour and a quarter down the road from his home. <laughs> so Justin, you're welcome anytime. The kid would lose his mind. He's a massive Bieber fan, as am I. And that's my favorite. <laughs> but it is a lot of fun if you want to do sort of like you know, a little fun karaoke thing. That's what I did. I, I found this for my kids. I have, a, it's actually a really crummy MP3 of his music. But if you had good MP3s, the quality is good. Um, but yeah. there's a lot that you can do musically, right? Like, Katie, you've already mentioned the fact that. Yeah, I, I have to speak about this, actually, because uh, this is one of the things, like, for 12 years that I've been asked, is there a thing that will do this? Because music teachers don't want or need this just for fun. It's more from the point of view they need a backing track for their students to sing or play along with. And they need to not have Justin Bieber in there so that they, their student can be Justin Bieber or Ed Sheeran I'll, or whoever. It's really, and it's really funny because there's been, this software has been in existence forever and ever. Like you've always been able to do this in some kind of way, but the, the success rate is, um, has been varied. And over time, technology has gotten better. And I actually think this does a pretty good job of it. They always sound, the resulting track, either just the vocals or just the backing, always has a little bit of an underwater kind of feel to it. Like you kind of sound like you're underwater, but it's not too bad. But I will say um, my caveat or warning, well, two things. One is um, if you're, <laughs> unless you're only going to use this in the four walls of your classroom, you are breaking copyright. So that's just number one, must get that out there. But, you know, we all know that. So don't be publishing this online, your students singing along to some backing track that you've made from this, because that, that would be against copyright. Um, but the second thing is, I think you'll find there's different levels of success. And it's mainly to do with the way the recording was made in the first place. I didn't get a chance to, to try this out, but I really wanted to try out um, an early Beatles track because this is always my test for this type of software. 
So Beatles tracks in the early days and many things were recorded with uh, the vocals recorded in a specific way. And then later down the track, more modern times, they're recorded a little bit differently. Um, Actually not recorded. We're talking about mixing, the mixing of the vocals. So the way that these tools normally work is that they remove the vocals which are panned to the centre of the mix in the recording. And then there's also some sort of certain frequencies are removed and so on. So sometimes you might find that the vocals do get removed, but also something really important gets removed as well, like the drum part, because that happens to also be centre panned. So the tools in the past that have done this have not done it very well. And so it's taken out some things that you don't actually want taken out of the backing track as well. But this one has done it pretty good. So the Beatles thing. The Beatles track that you would pick. So the Beatles track, (laughs) this is because... And again, showing my age, because my mum, obsessed with Beatles, she like went to Beatles concerts and everything because she's English and, you know, actually had original vinyl, yeah, vinyl recording. So I grew up on a heavy diet of the Beatles. Uh, So the early tracks were recorded with uh, John in one ear of your speaker or headphone and Paul in the other ear or speaker because they were panned to the left or the right. So I knew this because when we used to drive in the car when I was a kid, one speaker was broken and you just get John's harmony but not Paul's melody. (laughs) I know, right? So. I wanted to test this out with um, with one of their recordings just to see because I suspect that it's not going to actually remove the vocals in that type of recording because just because it's mixed differently. So it would have been interesting. But um, I've also done it in the past. Like you can do this in Audacity. There's a way to actually do this in Audacity too. And I've done it years ago. I ran a workshop and showed a Lady Gaga song as an example. And like just just a whole stack of stuff just went from, like along with the vocals because because so much was panned to the center of the mix like it was just hilarious anyway it's very funny but I did test out a couple of things these are great the tools stay for the trivia this is awesome. <laughs> so that's just for the music to really I mentioned it because the music teachers out there are just going to go oh all you know all Christmases have come at once this is the answer to all my problems and it it may well be but maybe not and I'm going to say one other thing when you remove the vocals or like you separate the two tracks Mm -hmm. you can download the result you can download just the vocal on their own or just the backing track on its own except there's no obvious button which actually says download there are two buttons to the bottom right of the waveforms and one says music and one says vocals and those are the download buttons that nobody knows and in their support pages there's about 400 people saying how do I download <laughs> just click around people just click around. And, and it's not like it's it's really a robust it, it literally says baby mp3 at the top and then there's like music with a slider for volume and yeah. the green line of, of the recording vocals very simple yeah. underneath play button then music vocals music and vocals but I, I guess if you didn't and that's if as soon as you click it it's like okay I'm oh if I, I click right yeah coding something but if I click just vocals I get the pop-up window saying where do you want to save it yeah it just goes straight straight to download so yeah pretty funny but great tool um I shared this actually inside my my online community that I have and uh a teacher saw it and no kidding 20 minutes after I had uploaded it shared the post she said, I've already 
prepared a backing track for my kids to use. I was like, okay, copyright. I'm not, I'm not listening about copyright, but I've already made a backing track like 20 minutes later. She'd made one. We've got Anzac Day coming up, big, you know, sort of um, holiday and stuff. And she has to do a performance. She made a backing track just from me sharing it. There you go. Sharing is caring, as they say. Yeah, it's simple tool, vocalremover.org. I immediately went to karaoke because my my kids and I and and my husband will often, they'll be like, let's have a karaoke night. And we just like play music and get out the wooden spoons and dance around the kitchen. Like that's that's Friday night. (laughs) So if you're ever in town, give me a call. Um, But now with this, because we have like a little karaoke machine, I was like, oh, this could work even better because then we just need to find get our iPads out and play the music. We could sing on our own. Anyway, we don't sound as good when we're not singing along though, because we only get every like- Yeah, early. I have this issue too. Yep. I need the prompting of the lyrics. I'm terrible at remembering the lyrics. I need them in front of me. Oh, Same. Okay, so that's vocal remover at vocalremover.org. Yep. Okay, your last so, one. My last one is Groove Pizza. And this is <laughs> pizza themed, <laughs> uh, rhythmic uh generator so drum pattern generator so you you again it's free you don't have to log in or anything uh this has been around for a while now a few years and uh you open it up and there's a circle on the screen which is divided into wedges like a pizza and essentially you can hit play and there are places where you can you can click on dots on the pizza pie and clicking a dot adds a sound so there are three rings on the pizza the outermost ring creates a bass drum sound. The inner ring creates a snare drum sound. And the very inner ring, <laughs> the tiniest one, uh, makes a hi-hat sound. And so you can add sounds and press play and hear your pattern being played back. It provides you, I think disconcertingly, it provides you with something when you first open it up already and you're like, oh, what is this? Uh, I don't like that. Go away again. Uh, you need to clear that and then set your own thing up or use one of their other preset um, patterns. But but basically you can add your own patterns. So there's so many ways that you can use this. And on a very simple level, you can just get kids to create a, a basic rock pattern and talk about the three different sound main sounds of a drum kit, for instance, uh, and get them to recreate that and press play. If you click on the very centre of the circle, you'll see that there are different options for choosing playback sounds. So you can have a hip-hop drum kit sound or an Afro-Latin one or a techno one. I can't remember the other one. There's about four or five of them. And uh, then there's a few other things you can do. So this was actually designed with a music maths, and I say maths plural, but I know most listeners probably say math, uh, <laughs> cross-curricular aspect to it where you can actually talk about, because when you, when you click on the pizza pie to add um, your sounds, it fills in the shape for you. So for instance, if you click three sounds into the bass drum ring, it will join them up like a triangle. And so that could be an isosceles triangle or an equilateral triangle, depending on where you actually place your dots. Uh, If you do four dots, obviously it's going to make a square. And if you do five, you'll have a pentagon. And I'm going to run out of names for my shapes soon because I don't know them that well. And we'll stop there to see. All those things. (laughs) (laughs) So you can make your shapes and uh, and hear what the sound of a triangle is or what a triangle sounds like at the same time as a square because in the different rings you could have a triangle and then you could have a a square shape in another ring Um, and there's actually a button that you can switch on bottom left somewhere uh, to turn on the angles so it will say that this is you know a triangle with three equal angles 
or it will show you that they're not. <laughs> the visuals are great here, great for a podcast. <laughs> Jen's got that, oh my gosh, face. I'm trying not to interrupt because you may have heard a bit of a leg. I, I blame it to the fact that we're on opposite sides of the planet, like literally, <laughs> probably almost literally. Anyway, and I keep making these faces because I'm playing. My kids have used this at school and they'll, they'll come home and I'm like, what is this cacophony? Because they just. <laughs> But I do know this angle thing and I just pushed the angle and sure enough, boom, like the, the math teacher in me is like, oh my God. So good. So oh. a few things um, that people might not realize there's on the left-hand side, there's uh, some menu buttons. So one of them is specials. So you can click on specials and there are pre-made patterns in there. A couple of them are based on songs that, that you will know. Uh, i.e. yeah the billy jean one so you can click that it will add that pattern to the pizza and you can play and hear billy jean playing back um there's another one for we will rock you it's just called rock you in the thing um so you can put that on as well there's another menu which is a shapes menu and you can click on that and actually compose by shape so you can drag from the shapes menu drag the shape of a pentagon onto the circle, one of the circles, and it will snap to either the outer one, the inner one, or the very inner one. And you can drag around the circle. So the starting point of your pattern could be at number one on the clock face on the pizza pie, or you could drag it to start on number three or five or six or four, whatever you want. So there's a lot of different ways that you can play with this. And for the music teachers listening, the practical things that I usually suggest in workshops. Uh, the thing that I do actually is we we learn <laughs> because even though it's a technology workshop, I like to get people up doing musical things. So we learn the boom, snap, clap, clapping game, which goes boom, snap, clap, the boom, snap, clap, snap, boom, snap, clap, the boom, snap, clap. Anyway, we do this body percussion thing and then I get them to work out how to recreate the sound of that in Groove Pizza. So we use the three sounds in the boom, snap, clap pattern to put onto the pizza and they recreate the rhythm and, and so on. So that's a lot of fun. So that's a practical kind of way, like get kids to recreate a rhythm that they know. And so examples in Groove Pizza already are the We Will Rock You pattern or the, the Billie Jean one. Um, but then in addition to that, you can simply use Groove Pizza as a fantastic metronome. So anytime, and this is not just for music teachers, anytime you, let's say you need kids to, mundanely recite a times table because you just want to kind of you need to drill there's some times when you need to do some drilling of things you know and just repeat things hey why not put on a really funky pattern in groove pizza for them to say it along to it just makes it more fun and interesting so for teachers who are doing warm-ups or scales or drills with their band their choir their orchestra whatever you can just use groove pizza in the background hook it up to your data projector and your speakers hit play get it going there you can change the tempo it can be slow it can be fast lots of fun anyway so many so many uses and here's the thing with groove pizza you can uh, save a link to your composition so when you want to get students to show you what they've done there's a little share button, then you can save a link and it's just a link. It's nothing fancy. They don't have to log in, share forward, whatever. I don't know. It's, it's just simple. They can hit a, a share, just copy the link there, save it, send it to the teacher. There's other options too, but that's that's like the easiest. Yeah, like and they can, can also download. You can continue in Soundtrap. And, and continue in Soundtrap and Note Flight as well. So yeah, for teachers who want to take the drum pattern and then do more with it, sending it to Soundtrap is fantastic because then you can record your voice or your instrument over the top, which you can't do in the Groove Pizza website. 
And note flight, of course, if you want to get the kids to notate their pattern, they can add other instruments into a score, print it out. Fabulous. So Maybe many uses. It's really too bad that you don't have any good ideas for us on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is my, actually, my life problem is too many ideas. I don't know if I've ever been this quiet on the podcast. I always feel like I'm interrupting, but this, I'm just sitting in awe. Like, it's so not my wheelhouse. And I just, I want to teach music all of a sudden. I want to be a music teacher. It's amazing. Totally. My, and do, do you know how hard it was just to narrow my choices today oh, down to I, three? I mean, really. Three. <laughs> like, so we can go on and on and on. Maybe we'll do, we'll do a follow-up, another episode. Maybe, yes. Yeah. Okay. I have, I have one more. I, I feel like I, I feel like I should let you go like in, in the beginning. I should let you have more. My last one is, is called sampled. I got it from uh, Jonathan Wiley and we both know Jonathan. We've been on yeah. uh, his podcast with Mindy um, Kearney at, at um, the ed tech takeout. And it is called sampled. Uh, it's sampled without the E at the end. So S A M P L D and it's free to use and download music samples. I'm always looking for this when I'm doing any kind of podcasting work with the students or that they want to like spice up a presentation when you want free to use a librarian. So of course I'm constantly talking about copyright and that sort of thing. And there's different places on the web that you can find, but I really like this one. Um, you can say the, the, the mood of the music you want. So you can say, I want something calming or happy or gloomy or playful. So let's say I said, I want something that's playful. I can click on that filter. And then it's like, okay, here's one called monkey George. And it just sounds like this. Hit play. Let me do it. So my computer's lagging. It's, it's, it's coming. My computer's <laughs> lagging. I have too much going on. It's like having a little meltdown on me. I don't know if it will play. Anyway, um, it, it might start playing in the background. It's just, it's having buffering <laughs> issues right now. But then it, it goes on and it shows you like how long it's going to be. Um, it gives you, not only will it give you the mood, but it can also say, okay, it's alternative or it's folk or it's jazz. And you can, you can go by genre of music and just get these little samples of music. And again, I think this is certainly helpful for generalist classroom teachers, definitely helpful for um, music teachers. But I can see a lot of students wanting to, you know, you know, when you have a presentation and or when someone's talking, let's say you're recording a, I don't know, a, a PSA, there's always like, it's a commercial, there's that music yeah. in the background. And this is a place that you can get that totally free. Um, you can log in, but you don't have to, you can download it. And, and they have a varying lengths as well. It's really cool. I love this one too. And I had, um, I was actually getting ready to record a podcast episode, which like in, it'll come out in a couple of weeks, which is about places to find free and legal music based on a podcast, uh, sorry, a blog post I'd written a, a number of years ago, but I've now added this one into to that list as well. But um, a couple of extra things I love about it is the shortness of the samples, because there's a lot of places to find music. And if you do want intro music or something for an ad, you literally need 20 seconds worth. And sometimes, like I can quickly chop the end off out of fade out and do all the things, but some people, you know, you just want something short in the first place. So this is great for that. Um, the other couple of good things about it is it tells you, for the music teachers, it tells you the tempo and the key that the sample is in. So if you wanted to use these, and so this is the, the, the last thing that's really useful about this website, I always go to these and check uh, with a fine tooth comb what the terms and conditions are of use for mm -hmm. copyright purposes, because they will often allow you to use it, but you need to attribute them, which is fine. Or you can use it, but you can't use it for commercial purposes. Or you can use it, but you can't modify it. Now, this one, you're allowed to do everything, everything. 
So for music teachers out there, if you need a little composition starter, you can use one of these. You've got the key, the tempo there, download the little sample and you are permitted to modify. So your students could use this for remixing projects. Fantastic use for that. And a short sample is actually good because it means that the student isn't provided with an entire four minute piece to work on or three minutes or whatever. It's just, you know, it can be 30 seconds or one minute or whatever. So I love that. I love that you're allowed to do all those things. And yeah, and I think to actually download, I think you do need to be signed in for that part of it, but you can play everything back without signing in. So, yeah. I yeah. just love right. that so much. It's just, it's quick. And like you said, those, like that, yeah, quick. if I'm given four minutes, I'm like, I'm listening to all of them. Like, I don't know which part do I want? Like it, it's, it's overwhelming. It's, yeah. It's so overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but I love that. I actually have, and I'll, I'll put it, I just linked it in the show notes. If you want to grab it and have a look at what um, you have on your free to use uh, sounds. I have a wakelet that I prepare. And every time I find something like this, it's like free to use video. And so that you get stock video and free to use sound places. Yeah have a wakelet and how many are in this I have both of those too yeah um and there's just there's a few in here that you know you may not have and if that's something you're looking for I think this one has two four six 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 or eight different just sound places you can go I'm sure Katie you have a ton more but again I not to overwhelm people I'll share this with classes when I'm doing this kind of activity I'm like if you're looking for something I'll sh I'll highlight one or two but here's a bunch of other ones if you really feel like going down that rabbit hole which I think can be really helpful yeah it's a great one it's really good all right. Well, this has been super fun and I'm going to go um, play with group pizza for probably the <laughs> not go to bed. Um, this is, this is the advantage for you. Where, what, what time is it there? It's like 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, there. It it's nine o'clock at night here. So you get to play all day and I get to stay up all night. <laughs> so many good things. And this is the hard thing when you find new tools, like, um, for the music ones particularly you need to spend time playing playing with them literally playing with them uh, so it's not just a quick link scan the page and go oh, yeah that looks useful for future reference no you actually need to sit there playing with it which is fun and time consuming yeah I, I can only imagine Katie if you ever come to Canada can you let me know or maybe the next time we're at SD like yeah. I think it would be so much fun to sit through one of your sessions and create and get moving. I think I'd feel so energized as many of you would. So let people know where they can follow you, how they can get in touch with you, see where you are, if they want to attend and, and learn more from your wonderfully creative brain. Please, yeah. Love this conversation. Everything's probably, well, probably the easiest place is just the website, which is midnightmusic.com or midnightmusic.com.au. You can go to either and now own both domain names there. Um, I am on Twitter a fair bit. Uh, I, I pop in and out of Instagram and Facebook and then get overwhelmed with all of them and go and hide in a, a cave for a while and then come back again at some point. So uh, any of those, yeah, feel free, feel free to connect there. But uh, I have an online community where I have courses and you know an actual forum and that sort of thing so we have a lot of fun in there too but yeah it's just great um and I love running sessions I actually really enjoy running sessions I've done a number of conference sessions for and I've put in the title for non-musicians and actually at ISTE 2019 I did a session about making your own music from scratch for your podcasts and video projects for non-musicians and so we looked at Soundtrap and uh, basically gave them like techniques and tools just to here's here's a step-by-step -step how to here, here here's how you can create your own thing from scratch and then you're not breaching anyone's copyright because you're just doing it doing it yourself so lots of fun so much fun, fun. Kim and I actually created um the Shooks and Gift music in in GarageBand 
Yes, perfect. Perfect. Not hard, but we had no idea where to start. So where were you <laughs> in the of 2018? <laughs> and ironically, I purchased my music ready-made <laughs> from Audio Jungle. I did edit it, but <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I don't have time for that as well. I'll just I'll just support another musician and purchase something. Oh, there's, there's validity in that too. That's awesome. Katie, thank you so much for joining me here thank your you. morning and my my evening. It's been so wonderful. I think there's probably a lot of teachers out there. I'm thinking right now of elementary school teachers here in Ontario who are, are put on to do prep coverage and they get music and they're like, I don't know anything about music. Yeah. And 100% pointing them your way because you are a wealth of knowledge, lady. Come that, on over. that was so fun. That was so fun. <laughs> Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Uh, like always, if you've heard something here that you have that aha moment, you know what to do. You give it a go and we'll, uh, we'll hear you next time. Take care, everybody. Be well. That's it for this week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you think others might enjoy some of this learning, please give us a rating. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at shooksandgif.com. That's S-H-U-K-E-S-A-N-D-G-I-F-F dot com. As always, we would love to hear your ahas on the Anchor app. On our website, on the embedded Flipgrid, or by tweeting at us, sending us an email, or talking to us in real life. I'm Kim Polishuk, and I can be found on Twitter at Kim Polishuk. And I'm Jen Giffen, and I can be found at Virtual GIF with two Fs. Thanks for listening to Shooks and GIF. And as always, have an aha, give it a go. Shooks and GIF is a proud member of Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. For more great content, go to voiceed.ca.